Today's episode may be a bit triggering for the sensitive food vendor. You have been warned. Today we're going to be talking about tips, but a word you've probably never heard before, and how it's starting to impact everyone, and that's called tipflation. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The growth of digital payment acceptance and the addition of the almost insulting automatic tipping prompts is sparking a tipping backlash among Americans. Remember, traditionally tipping is based on the total check. So as your prices go higher, guess what else goes higher? That would be the tip that's associated with that total check. Then you add in the arrogant tip prompts that start at 18, 22, 26% as one of our local food trucks use. Before one item of food is cooked or even tasted, the owner of this food truck expects to be tipped. And how do I know it's not for the underpaid hourly staff, you're asking? Because it's a two-person team, it's a husband and wife team, and they own the trailer. A recent survey by Bankrate, a consumer financial services company, suggested that two-thirds, that 67% of Americans, hold a negative view of tipping. And the number of people who always leave a tip has been declining over the last two years. And we're even talking about at fancy sit-down restaurants, too. This is where the guest has at least a chance to taste the food and experience the service before being pressured into leaving a tip. There's a lady that runs an ice cream shop in Seattle. She was interviewed by CBS News, and she shared her frustration with the current tipping culture. She said, and I quote, I have to say I'm highly annoyed at tipping. It's really awkward, especially in the counter service interaction, to watch someone make a decision. It never feels good, unquote. And we see this all the time. You have a guest who has the square register shoved in their face. Hey, Run your credit card, and while you're at it, leave us a tip. We haven't cooked any food. We've barely said hi to you. But we want you to tip us because we're awesome. According to Square, almost 75% of remote transactions in the food and beverage industry have added the tip prompt on the payment screen. And that includes places where there's no interaction, kiosks, and online ordering. They're asking you to give them a tip based on their ability to cook, and that's it. Because you rang your own order up. You used their POS system. You ordered online. You didn't get greeted by not a single soul. But you're expected to give them a tip. Social media platforms like TikTok are being filled up with videos of customers, and really it's just people wanting attention, questioning the necessity of leaving a tip for a small purchase. And it's just a matter of time before those TikTokers start to go viral with their videos of your screen with those ridiculous, hey, leave me a tip before I even cook your food prompts. 
However, eliminating tipping practices is going to be challenging. Cornell University research indicates that restaurants, when they replace tipping with higher menu prices, often face negative online ratings or negative online reviews. So that becomes a problem if you decide that, well, I need these tips to run my business, so I'm going to have to raise my prices if we start having people push back on tips. Guess what happens? They're going to push back on your prices too. Any food truck owner that's reliant upon tips to keep his business afloat does not have a business. He's got a hobby. So make sure you understand what I'm saying. If you are reliant upon tips to pay the expenses in your business, and I'm not even going to get into the issue about tip sharing and tips go to hourly employees. I'm just talking for the food truck owners that stick out that little tip jar and you're the only dude working and you can't make your expenses. You don't have a business. You have got a hobby. You want to know who benefits the most from tip prompts? And this should not come as any shock to you. That would be the credit card processors because the tips get added on, then they charge the processing fee. Now here's something that's going to be a little bit more shocking and a little bit controversial. This is something that we have seen in waitressing going back forever, but it is how things are. This is a reality. This is not trying to be woke or anything else. This is the reality of how people tip. Since every business now has tipping and most every business has the ability to assign a cashier to a drawer with specific name, so that cashier is able to collect the tip. What they found where they can identify the race of the employee that's there getting the tip, they're earning less if they are not white. So let that sink in. This is something we've seen and known for years. I used to hear it when I ran a sit-down restaurant. We had a single black server and she always complained about not making as much tips as the other people. Had nothing to do with her service, had nothing to do with the food obviously because all the other, other servers were making good tips. What it had to do with was her race and that's a problem. But we can't fix that. We have to deal with it. Now, if you want to go back to when tipping started, and I've said this before on a couple of different podcasts, tipping started primarily in Europe, and it was the wealthy or semi-wealthy or people that were pretending to be wealthy tipping the people that had menial jobs so they could brag about how much money they gave that poor peasant. Yes, I tipped him 20 pence, and it was a way to elevate their status. It had nothing to do with them paying somebody a little bit extra money to help them out. It was to elevate their status. It was a selfish motivation. Then you go to the end of the Civil War, when you have a whole bunch of people that were not being paid prior to the end of the Civil War now have to find jobs to support themselves and to pay the expenses that they had. And guess what a lot of owners did, especially in the South? You can come work for me, but I ain't paying you. You got to depend on people on how you treat them to, to tip you. So tipping was a way to get around paying a wage. Effectively, what it was is it kept the slaves being a slave. They were still working for nothing, just the good graces of whoever they were serving. Most of the menial jobs that they took were on railroad cars where they were handling luggage or serving on the railroad cars or working in restaurants. And the owners wouldn't pay them anything. Go out and make tips. Basically, you're panhandling. That's why I have always have been against tips because it has such a negative connotation. And people think, yeah, no big deal. I'll set a cup out. Please give me some money. Now, the lady I was talking to you about earlier that's doing the ice cream shop, she made some significant changes in her pay system. She's paying a minimum $21 an hour. And she's also included comprehensive health benefits, 401k and childcare assistance. 
and all she does is run an ice cream shop. Now, to cover those costs, she adjusted her prices accordingly. But she said overall, the customer wasn't paying any more if they were good tippers. All she did was basically cover the tip for them through her pricing, but didn't set out the little panhandling cup and said, please tip us. Basically, all she did was shifted how the money came in. So whether you're dining at a Michelin-starred restaurant or using a self-serve kiosk at McDonald's, most commercial transactions today include an invitation to tip. And some of them are arrogant enough to when you put no tip, it will ask you again just to make sure you didn't hit the wrong button. But they don't ask you that on the tip amounts. If you accidentally hit 25%, they don't ask you, hey, did you really mean to give 25%? They go ahead and run that transaction. So it's an insult to have those automatic tip prompts. And what Bankrate found, like I said earlier, people are tipping less. They've been tipping less since COVID. People are also having to deal with a range of services where it didn't used to be common for tipping electricians, plumbers, because they can just run the square and hand you the square and say, here, run your credit card. And now you get a little tip prompt. So they're trying to jack up their wages when they shouldn't be doing that. That's what you do when you put out a tip jar and then use those tips to pay expenses in your business. You don't have a business, you got a hobby. So some of the other places that are seeing reductions in tipping, hairstylists, barbers, they've seen a 13% drop in tips compared with 2022. Servers at sit-down restaurants and food delivery are also seeing significant reductions in their tips, 7 to 8% reduction between those two different categories of workers. That's a huge difference. So we've hit the, the point where the overall economy and the inflation that everyone's seeing, people are getting annoyed because that inflation is impacting every single thing they do especially when they want to treat themselves by eating out. And then someone says, hey, dude, I, haven't, I know I haven't cooked your food yet, and all I've done is say hi, but please tip me. What CBS Money Watch concluded was people are saying enough is enough, and they're not going to be tipping as much. So my warning to you is if your business relies on those tips to stay afloat, get prepared, because you're going to have struggles. You want to know who tips the worst? Gen Z, millennials, and men stand out for being the worst tippers. Older generations, like mine, the one everybody says boomers and try to make that an insult, and women tip more generously. Young adults and men tend to be boom or bust tippers. And what that means is if they tip, they tip well, or they don't tip at all. And when they do tip, they actually jump to the top of the group and they tip more than old folks and they tip more than women. But they don't all tip. As a, as a group, they are the worst tippers. People who work in the food service industry, like you, you probably tip better because you understand what goes on on a day-to-day -day basis. But there's not enough people that have worked or been sentenced to work in a fast food restaurant or any kind of restaurant for that matter. Now, here's another thing that Bankrate noted in their survey, and this should not be a surprise. The main factor influencing young adults' tipping habits is income. Given that people who are earlier in their career generally have less money, and they don't have money to spend on tipping. But they also found that the tippers that are the boom tippers, the ones that tip big, big amounts, tend to be men, and they tend to be doing it as a reason to brag, just like the Europeans did. There's another reason that people are pushing back because there's so much information out there. A lot of people didn't know that there was such a thing as subminimum. That's what servers make, 
sub-minimum. The tipping is to bring them up to the minimum wage of whatever the state is that they work in. A lot of people didn't even know that existed. And now they're getting kind of mad that, why should I tip when your business should be paying you? They're starting to understand how economics work. Smaller businesses have found it harder to retain workers. And in many states, the minimum wage has gone up. So that's put a big pressure on employers to keep paying more and more money to keep their employees. And then all those employees are seeing their own incomes being eaten up by inflation. And then you got somebody saying, hey, give me a tip just because I'm cooking your food. Bankrate also found 41% of the respondents said that businesses should pay their employees better than relying on tips to boost the worker's income. So when you set out a tip jar, even if you're paying your people $15, $20 an hour, just the act that you set out that tip jar implies to at least a 41% of the population that you're a cheapskate when it comes to paying your employees. Tips and tip jars have a very negative connotation. The only people that love tips are the ones that collect them. So after this little soapbox preaching, I want you guys to understand there's starting to be a pushback on tips and it may not be in your area yet, but it is going to be there. You're going to see a decline in your tips and you should be keeping record of your tips. Your employees should be keeping record of their tips as well. So you can look at month over month or year over year and go, "Ooh, we are seeing a smaller amount of tipping. And it's always a relative to your sales. So you can't look at the dollar amount and go, look, I made so much more money than I did last year. It has to be relative to your sales percentage wise. When we start to look at that, you'll see that your tips probably are getting smaller. The dollar amount's bigger because you raised your prices. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.